I'm Christina. And I'm Megan. And, and this, this is, is the, the Aftermath, Aftermath of Sex. How's everybody doing? Megan? <laughs> I'm great. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. Our I, podcast is doing stuff. It's doing so good. I I am just shocked by how much people are giving us good feedback and, and listening to the episodes. It's so exciting. Super exciting. And I just uh, want to say thank you. Yeah. Thanks, you guys, for listening. I realize that our time is precious and that people don't have a lot of it. So the fact that you choose to spend your time with us is super cool. Yeah, it is. But we've also heard that we want, we need to do more birth adventures. Mm -hmm. um, and in order to put out more, we would love to put them out every week. But in order to do that, we need more stories coming in. Yes. So if you guys have a birth adventure that you'd like to share, we would love to hear it. And People are loving to listening to your stories. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome because they then realize that they're not alone and that every birth is exciting. And yeah. so there's all kinds of crazy things that can happen. Send it's in all of the things. Yes. Do it. So you can do that through our website and it's in the website is in the show notes at the AOS 411 at gmail. No. Dot com. <laughs> dot, dot com. The website is <laughs> www.theaos411.com. Yes. And that has a link to all of our uh, submission forms for all the different stories you might want to share with the world. Yeah. Which could be birth adventures or exciting vagina mishaps yeah. or um, all the crazy womanly things that yeah. are happening. Yeah. I have some people that I was like, please share this story. Yeah. And I really hope they do. Yeah. Because it's just fun. Yeah. But okay, we should get started. Okay. Well, you just went on a trip though. I did go please on a trip. Please tell us about these hot springs. Oh man. So I went to Steamboat Springs, Colorado with my husband and we went without the children for a long weekend, which was really fun just to kind of reconnect. But we went to um, this place called strawberry hot springs mm. and it reminds me of our hot springs so here we have um what's it called china china hot springs <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um it's kind of outdoors and it's natural and you're outside among the trees but this place is even more kind of in the middle of nowhere how so you have to, um, right? <laughs> like you literally drive it to the end of the road for two hot springs and you're in the middle of nowhere. Right. Well, that's true. But they've built up a lot around it, there the is. hot springs, which. It's like a mini town. Yeah. It's kind of a mini town. But this place, um, it's got like a couple of buildings, but you have to, if you don't have chains on your vehicle, then you have to take a certain like tour guide up to it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And the hot springs water is like 150 degrees. But then there's a waterfall okay. that cools it. Oh, and so there's clever. like this hot springs. It's about 106 
degrees. Okay. And then there's a middle pool that's like 100 degrees. And oh. then there's a cooling pool, which was my favorite. Really? Which is probably 60 degrees. Oh. So you get it from this hot, hot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, that no. doesn't sound enjoyable at all. <laughs> but what was really cool about it is that you went from this 106 degree hot, yeah. like I'm sweating yeah. um, place. And then you would go into the cool one. And then as you're moving through there, the hot springs are overflowing from each pool. Wow, that's cool. It was super cool. But we went after dark. Uh -huh. And after dark clothing is optional. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Only after dark. Yes. <laughs> but you know what's so great? It was it was dark and there's not a single light. There's no lights. That seems dangerous. Well, it was because like it's I, water. Yeah, I injured myself. You did. On this on the damn rocks. I was gonna say, is it like What's the floor like? Well, they do have pebbles on the floor. Okay. But like there's big boulders yeah. as stairs to get in. Oh, there's yeah. no lights at all? No lights. So I question that design. <laughs> the moon was bright. Okay. Oh, so the moon, moon was sh shining. Okay. Um, so it wasn't like pitch black. It wasn't pitch black. Okay. And the, the steam coming off the water because it was hot was pretty much hiding everyone. Yeah. So I could assume what people were doing around oh, me, but okay. I couldn't really see anything. Okay. And every once in a while, you would get a courtesy handcuff around the, the privates as they're like moving from pool to pool because they've gotten out of the water and they're going into it. Wait, wait. I need you to... There was two young men in particular. Okay. That they were handcuffing. Oh, so that they could <laughs> like, so not. They could okay, so not, they could move without, you know. That was their suit. If flopping you will. around. Yeah. Okay. But you couldn't really see anything, yeah. regardless, because it was dark. But it was so fun. Yeah. I had a, I had a blast. Oh, yeah. good. I'm glad you got to go do that. Rejuvenate in the yeah. hot springs. The worst part of our trip is that I walked. I can't talk anymore. Okay. But I lost my wallet. Oh no. I left it at the airport. Oh no. But did yeah. they? Did you get to find it? Well, so I I got to the next place and I was like, I left my wallet on the plane. They're like, it's not on there. I was like, what? So what they had done is they made us check our, our carry-on bags okay. because there was no yeah. room on the plane. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, I'm not going to leave my wallet on there. But right. then I had to quickly, because we're the last ones on the plane, I had to quickly write our names for our tags oh. So because they're checking them. And so then I think I left my wallet right there. So the, the, the worst place it was to really, lose your wallet because you have to have your ID to get back. Yeah. How did I get home? Yeah. How did you get well, home? Well, my lovely in-laws uh -huh. gold streaked me my government ID, like my passport ID. Oh, wow. And then I called all of the airlines. Yeah, that it had to be there somewhere. Right. So they called me two days later and were, they, had located, they had located the wallet without any of the cash in it, but it had all of my cards in it still. Okay. Yeah. So it was a and so somebody took your cash, but they were courteous enough to leave right. your other things. So okay. It was a so finder's were, fee, if you will, okay. of one hundred and forty dollars. Wow, that was a lucky find. Yeah. So then, um, the so we were gonna go to a whole bunch of breweries. Yeah. Oh no, but you didn't have your ID. But I didn't have my ID. <gasps> oh my so gosh. We had to just make do with what we had, which yeah. is. In you know, we had, we had fun. Yeah. We had a good time. And I tried to convince my husband to let me drink in public. And he was like, no, you can't drink without your ID. You shouldn't put somebody in that position. And I'm like, How honey, responsible of him. I know he's so sweet, but I'm like, honey, I have gray hair. It's <laughs> fine. They're not, <laughs> I'm clearly old enough to be drinking. He's like, you're not You doing say that. that though. And then you get carded. And I know. I know. Uh, I mean, 
It was fine though. They card for every, you know, they always just card. They card. No. It doesn't matter. It's true. And he was like, you can't put somebody in that position to lose their job. Yeah. And I was like, well, okay, fine. Right. But we had fun without, I mean, you don't need drinks to have fun, but right. there was some really cool looking breweries that would yeah. have been fun to go to. Yeah. But next, next time. time. Yeah. yeah. And next time you're not going to lose your wallet. Yes. It's one of my biggest fears on vacation yeah. is losing my wallet it's, when I'm on vacation. I'm like super paranoid about it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it. It wasn't fun. It was no. really stressful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always afraid I'll not be able to get home. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. thank God for in-laws. No kidding. Yeah. Jeez. Anyway. So. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Let's talk, talk about some birth control. How to prevent those sweet little loves that we have. Yeah. Um, that today I actually said. Man, I wish somebody would have told me about birth control about eight years ago. But I wasn't. Uh, I didn't really. <laughs> I didn't mean it. No, no, I, I didn't mean like, it. Wow, what a thing to say. I didn't mean it. And I said it no, I mostly to myself. Yeah, yeah. You know. No. So um, the first birth control that is prescribed that I want to talk about is the big world of pills. Pills. Because there's just a thousand pills. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about pills. Yeah, a lot of people do. And a lot of people don't really feel like they've ever found the right one and they've tried 12 different ones, but there's so many. So I'm going to kind of break it down into category and then kind of talk a little bit about pros and cons of each of those. Okay. Okay. So with a pill, everybody probably knows you have to take it daily for it to be effective. Right. And it can be 93% effective with human error. Okay. With human error. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So, so that's it's, actually not bad because that's my biggest complaint about the pill is that like you have to be on it. You cannot be a flaky kind of person. You can't be and, flaky. Yeah. Especially with the mini pill, which is progestin only. Okay. Um. So this mini pill has the lowest amount of progesterone out of both um, progesterone only pills and combined pills. And they um, slow the egg's progress through the fallopian tube. And then it also thickens that cervical mucus. Remember how it gets thin. Um, And so it thickens that mucus, but it also thins the endometrial lining. Okay. So it can um, not, so when your uterus has a thin lining, there's not a a really healthy, happy place for an egg to implant into the uterine wall. Um, It also sometimes can suppress ovulation it contains progestin only like i said and um, there's not as many options of this there are several but there's not as many why is it called the mini pill like is it because it has a mini amount of yeah so yeah so it's a, a low amount of progestin and when people are talking about hormones and taking a hormone birth control Bless you, Megan. Thank you. <laughs> um, when they're taking a low dose birth control, they want the the lack of side effects. So yeah, um, it's not the lowest though. Oh, the mini pill is the low, but then there's the low low estrin, okay. which is a combined, but it has the lowest amount of progesterone okay. in any pill. And that's what the progesterone is. What gives the most side effects is that. So generally speaking, it depends on who you are for what side effects you get. So one might say the most side effects come from that, but somebody else is going to have a world more from a different kind. So I think it's not, it's not all, you can't, you can't do a blanket. This is the problem. Okay. Um, So with 
the progesterone only, you have a quick return to fertility, which is great if you are wanting to have a baby um, and you've been taking birth control for years. Um, it can be taken with high blood pressure. Whereas if you have high blood pressure or a history of migraines with a weird, funny sparklers mm -hmm. or any history of blood clots in your family or yourself, you can't take estrogen birth control. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I knew about blood clots and stuff, but migraines yeah so not migraines alone but migraines but with, with aura because okay. it can increase your risk of stroke really mm -hmm. oh yeah interesting yeah so you should avoid estrogen if you've ever had a migraine with aura okay that's interesting. oh no i'm changing megan's life no i just have migraines with auras so i'm just thinking like does that is that true with and i know that this is totally not part of the topic but what about um like estrogen and menopause exactly really yes oh yes, dear Yep, I'm sorry. Okay. About that. Yeah, interesting. I had no idea. Okay, all right. Learn something new. <laughs> you had a plan I for menopause. I, I thought I did. <laughs> um, so I guess it would be how frequent do you get them and sure. do they happen anymore? Because when you get older, you might not have migraines with aura anymore. Because oh, sure. a lot of times okay. they're um yeah. period driven, right? Okay. Um progestin only pills will not decrease your milk supply. So like an estrogen will. Okay. So you can take it when you're breastfeeding, which is really great. Yeah. Um, and it can lower endometrial cancer risk. Oh, yeah? interesting. Um, cons. Okay. Let me lay it on you. Here they come. Okay. So you have to take them at the same time every day. Yeah. Progestin only pills are not forgiving for the, the person who forgets. And what happens? Well, if so you forget a day or two. Well, then you're ovulating. Then and you're ovulating and getting <laughs> pregnant. Yeah. So yeah. if you skip a dose by about three hours, you have to use a backup method for at least two days. Really? And I recommend seven wow. because you can ovulate. Yeah. And that's three hours. Like three there hours. No, there's no so grace period. Really. Right. Yeah. None. I mean, yeah. three hours either direction is sure. fine. Yep. So it's really a total of you have six hours in the day that you have to get it in. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if you miss it, yeah. you're you're in trouble. So if you, but they're pretty effective if without human error. Or how? What is the percentage of effectiveness? Yeah, they're like ninety-eight to ninety-nine yeah, percent really without. Good. Yeah, without without error. error yeah. They they generally just say the human error number because we're humans. We are, and we all have errors. Right. <laughs> we do. <laughs> so, we're full of errors. We're designed with errors. Right. Um. So one of the things with progestin is that you can have irregular bleeding which can be really annoying. It is annoying. The job of the job. Oh my goodness. I can't talk today. The job of progestin is to keep that uterine lining thin. So if it ever builds up, it's going to slough off oh. and that can be with a cycle or without a cycle. Okay. So you want it to slough off because well, you don't want a cozy environment for an egg, right? but it can happen anytime. Okay. Some people um, we'll get ovarian cysts. So estrogen helps decrease ovarian oh, cysts. Okay. Whereas progestin only keeps your progestin high, but your estrogen a little bit okay. lower, and then you can get those ovarian cysts. Um, you can have headaches, breast mm -hmm. tenderness, just like any type of birth control or any type of period symptoms. Okay. So acne, weight gain, depression. Mm -hmm. um, uh, some say that it causes decreased libido. But I really haven't found that in okay. my experience okay. in terms of prescribing. So, okay. Um, you might have to avoid all 
things hormonal replacement. If you've ever had breast cancer, it depends on the type of breast cancer oh, okay. or if you've had certain liver diseases or okay. unexplained uterine bleeding. Okay. Or randomly, if you're taking any anticonvulsants, you can't have any progestin. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know any of that. So then we're going to talk about combined oral contraception, which is both estrogen and progestin. They work by preventing your ovaries from releasing an egg. Mm -hmm. They also slow an egg's progress through the fallopian tube. So if you did ovulate, um, then it's going to have a slower route through that tube. And it also thickens your cervical mucus. What is the benefit of a slower route? Like, you know, well, it just I mean, decreases where it is in the in the journey, so that it takes longer for a sperm to get there, and okay. hopefully, okay, you know, not okay. Yeah. So the estrogen, its main thing is it's preventing your ovary from releasing mm -hmm. an egg, whereas the progestin is slowing things down and really keeping that uterine lining thin. Okay. Um, there's a wide variety to choose from. There's like a hundred million. I don't really know how many, but there's tons. There's yeah. so many that I don't know them all. How do you decide what's best for your patient? So I will ask them what their main goal is. Uh -huh. So a lot of people will come with acne and they want to get rid of acne. So there's certain types that will be sure. better for acne. And then some will come with heavy periods. And okay. so there's certain types okay. that will help with that. And so we ask basic questions okay. and then we see what your history is. So mm -hmm. are you a smoker? Do you get migraines? Right. Um, those kind of things. And then we kind of go from there. And all providers have a general I like this because sure. it's cheap, it works, and there's minimal side effects yeah. go to. Right. And so we start there. Okay. Um, most of um, the birth controls that we prescribe are like 10 to 35 micrograms of estrogen. Okay. So that's a wide variety. Yeah. And we will base it on what your main goal is. Okay. Is it the bleeding? Is yeah. it? Yeah. Um, cool. So if you're sensitive or you think you might be sensitive to hormones, taking that lower end will be better for you. Um, if you're doing lower, however, you can have that increased breakthrough of bleeding. Right. Yeah. So pros of combined oral contraception are quick return to fertility. So if you decide you want to get pregnant, you can stop them and then become pregnant even the next month. Um, it does give you relief from PMS. So if you have severe, um, we call it dysmenorrhea or mm -hmm. painful um, menses, then we can give you a birth control and that's going to decrease those side effects. It improves acne. So that, okay. that um, estrogen is lovely for decreasing yeah. acne. Okay. Um, you often have like a shorter, lighter cycle. So if you have a seven day cycle and it's heavy for four of them, if you take a birth control, um, it's going to be regular. It's probably going to be five or less days and it's going to be lighter. Okay. Um, it also helps decrease your risk of ovarian and endometrial and colorectal cancers. Really? Mm -hmm. And it improves um, your unwanted hair growth. We call it hirsutism. Ah. Yeah, so it can decrease your unwanted hair growths in the locations, really? like on your chin yeah. or your chest. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so the cons. Skipping doses may reduce its effectiveness. This combined oral contraception, though, is a little bit more lenient than your progestin only. So if you skip a day, you can take two the next day. Okay. And it's still almost as effective. Okay. Okay. If you um, skip two, <laughs> call your provider mm -hmm. because they'll, they'll help you figure okay. out where you are in your cycle and whether you should continue or start a new pack okay. or if you need to wear a barrier method okay. um, to prevent pregnancy. 
Um, it can cause increased risk for heart attack, stroke, or blood clots. So if you have any of those health risks, you can't take um, this blood type or blood what? Birth control? Birth control. <laughs> <laughs> um, it can cause irregular bleeding and bloating, breast tenderness, nausea, all of the, all things. the things. Yes. Um, it can be contraindicated in a postpartum woman who is breastfeeding. Okay. So it's not the breastfeeding that you can't take estrogen in breastfeeding. It's just that it decreases your milk supply. So when babies are about six months old, they're not solely relying on a breastfeeding mom. And so at that time is when I usually say, well, if they're eating other things, mm -hmm. then it won't matter if your blood, your milk supply goes down a little bit and you can take whatever you want at that point. Yeah. Um, it can increase your risk if you're older than 35 and a smoker. Mm -hmm. Um, if you have high blood pressure, you can't take estrogen-based um, pills. And if you have a history of breast cancer, depending on the type, you have to avoid the estrogen. Okay. Um, I already talked about migraines. Yeah. But it was on here. Yeah. On my list. It's good to know. I had no idea. Yeah. A lot of people don't know. Yeah. And I actually have had somebody who is just devastated when I told her because yeah. she had been prescribed it. And it was the only thing that she liked. And oh, so I had to have this really candid, com you know, she, I asked her to call me back. I told her she needs to think about it because I would be not super happy about prescribing it for right. her. Um, and she was like, I have to have it. I can't not have it. And I, and we came up with a two year plan that she would think of something different okay. in the next couple of years because she's getting older. Right. And so when you're risk, younger, yeah. it's, it's okay, but when you get older, your these risks are compounding. So, right. um, yeah, so it can be devastating yeah, right. when you when get you, migraines, and you're like, "What?" Yeah. Well, and people can go through all different types of birth control to find the one that works for them. Right, yeah. and that's the problem. Yeah. So um, now you would think, okay, there's a million birth control types, but there are a million birth control styles too. Right. So there's a conventional birth control pack that you would get that contains 21 active pills and then seven inactive pills. So generally it's a sugar pill, we call it. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to take those seven pills, but people take it just for um, habit. Um, so there's also packs that are 24 active days and four inactive days. Okay. When you're taking the conventional pack, you usually have a bleed every month. Okay. Um, you can do continuous do dosing or extended cycling, which is where they contain 84 active pills and then seven inactive pills and you only bleed four times a year. Okay. Which is nice. Yeah. It's a great thing for people who have heavy periods. Yeah. If they can skip three yeah. months, they're okay. really, really excited about that. Yeah. Um, there's monophasic pills, which are the same amount of hormone in every pill. Okay. Except for, of course, the sugar pills. Or there's multiphasic, which it's um, the amount of hormone changes throughout the cycle. Okay. And the there's really not been shown a benefit of why. Okay. <laughs> why did they change that? That they just were, seems so complicated. They were trying to mimic more of a cycle, oh, yeah, so you'd have yeah, less yeah. side effects. But okay. there's there's not really been a whole lot of, you know, whether that's really helpful or not. Okay. Interesting. So that's the pills. Yeah, pills. Okay. Yeah. Now there's a patch. The patch. The patch. Yeah. So you wear this tiny, like, inch by inch yes. square patch. And um, you put this patch on your skin 
for a week. You take that patch off, put a new one on for a week. Take that patch off, put a new one on for a week. And then the fourth week is patch free. Okay. So you can try to skip your periods by putting your fourth patch on, but you might have breakthrough bleeding. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, the patch contains both progestin and estrogen. Okay. So this would automatically eliminate those who have migraines, yeah. are smokers, all of the things that estrogen. Is has. this migraine thing like a new no. type thing? Because I have had migraines for, you know, decades yeah. and I, I was on the patch for a couple of years, I think. Yeah. Before I had Michael. It's not a new thing. Interesting. Well, that was almost 17 years ago. It was a very long, it was. So I don't really ago. know. Um, back then, if they knew, yeah, they knew, yeah, that's. I didn't funny. do. I didn't go back and see. Yeah, but yeah, mm -hmm. okay. I'm glad you didn't seize or stroke. Me too. <laughs> okay, so um, the patch works by releasing hormones into the bloodstream, and it keeps your ovaries from releasing the egg to ovulate. It also thickens the cervical mucus. Um, it's also 93% effective with human error, but it can be up to 98 to 99% um, if you're perfect. If you're perfect. If you are, hit me up. I want to know what your secret is. Oh, there you go. Me too. <laughs> um, you can have quick return to fertility. And um, it's it can be easy to use if you're uh, if you don't like swallowing pills. Mm -hmm. You only just, have to think about it once a week versus like every day. Yeah, once a week versus every day. Um, it has a steady dose of hormone. Yeah. Let me tell you, the pill thing is hard for people. It is really hard for people. My baby has an ear infection and she was given amoxicillin 500 milligrams. She has to take four tabs. Why? No, she has to take four that? tabs twice a day. Oh, four tabs twice a day. Okay. Yeah. But it's a huge pill that lot. you, and it's in a capsule. Oh, so she can't, you can't break it up. Right. So I spent an hour convincing her that the pill wasn't going to choke her. Oh, and she's crying. Say, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. And then finally she does it. After, I mean, we were really going through the, we were going through it. And then finally she got it down and she was like, well, that wasn't challenging. And then she took the, ne the next three in like five yeah. seconds. Yeah. But it was just like, but you had her, to get her to that. Her mentality was like, that thing is yeah. going to choke me yeah. and I'm not taking it yeah. anyway. So and there are definitely grownups who have a hard time with pills. They come in and request the liquid meds. They sure do. <laughs> and you know what? I like to put a drink in my mouth first and then sneak the yeah. pill in because I can't take the pills in my mouth and then oh, swallow after I can't do it. Okay. And a lot of people don't do yeah. it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I've seen it done all the ways, but yeah, she wouldn't right. do it that way either. She has to put it underneath her tongue, Under which I think is really How hard to get out of there. You, yeah, <laughs> you gotta get it out <laughs> under your tongue. I don't know. She puts it under the tongue and then she wraps it around and then I. Okay. She, but she she was successful yeah. after very good many trials. But so yeah, this is a great option for that. Um, it doesn't protect against STDs, obviously. Neither do any of the others. And, yeah. Um, it can cause skin irritation. I think a lot of people come to me and they're like. Uh, the adhesive is there for weeks, yeah. but you can get adhesive remover at the store. Yeah. So you just can use that if it's, if it works good, yeah. the skin irritation shouldn't bother you if it's just adhesive, yeah. but if it's causing a rash or you have a, a you know, sensitive skin, yeah. then maybe it's not the best type. When I used it, I, I had to like rotate locations Yeah. because if I just did it in the same spot, it would, it would cause some irritation. Yeah. And then um, people who are really sweaty, oh yeah, it kind of slides off them. They don't like it. Yeah. Um, 
it can also cause all of the things um, that a period would cause okay. headaches, nausea, mood swings, acne. Um, again, um, it can be contraindicated for people who have migraines, blood clots, or if you're over 198 pounds. Oh, is there birth control for, for the normal person? I'm just so confused right now. Ever, I mean, I feel like there's so many people who fit into this yeah. um, category of all the things that you're like, nope, sorry, can't take it. I yeah. We'll get there. But that's why there's a thousand types right. of birth control. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I still prescribe it to women who are over 198 pounds, but I let them know that it could be not as effective as you might want it to be. Um, and that's because you have, you know, it, a little extra yeah, fluff. You have a little for, extra. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 198 pounds. That's an interesting. I know. It's Why did they just call it 200? 200 200. And like, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> that too. Research. Yeah. I have no I idea. <laughs> um, so you can put it on your, um, like on the top of your butt. You can put it on your outer arm, your lower abdomen, your upper body, but you can't put it um, near your breasts or in a place that's rubbed a lot, like under okay. your bra strap on the back of your shoulder okay. or something you should avoid. Anyway, there's patches for patches. you. Patches, all right. I've never tried a patch. I'm glad you have. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I I liked it when I was taking it. Yeah, yeah people like it or hate it. Yeah, generally speaking. Yeah, I liked it because I didn't. I was never good with a pill. Yeah. And, uh, it was. I just didn't have to think about it. Okay. Yeah. So then the birth control ring. Okay. Have you ever used a ring? I've not, but I have. I know you have. <laughs> yeah, I have. So the vaginal ring is a small, um, soft plastic ring that you place in the vaginal vault. So you squish it, um, in so that it's kind of tiny and then are like elongated. And then you put it, um, I'm going to sneeze. I think. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Do it. Bless you. <laughs> so you, um, would squeeze the ring and then you would put it up into the vagina and then you push it up. And then once it's in the vault, it'll open and it'll stay up there. Okay. The, I think does the, it go like around the cervix? It doesn't have to. It, it doesn't. It, it can just be in it there because it's there. just it's hormonal just and it just needs a yeah. space to yeah. release its goodness. Okay. I think the first month that I um, put my very first ring in, I checked all the time because you can't feel it. Right. It's you just hanging like out. I was like, is it, it is in there? Is it in there? Yeah. yeah. But it was always in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can actually feel it when it's coming out. Okay. Well, it, it would make sense. It's kind of like, oh, there's something in my vagina. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> something's happened to me. Right. Yeah. So um, you can feel it if it's coming out. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes you're, um, it feels funny, right? And so then you just kind of give it a little shove back up in there. Oh, okay. So, so it does coming, kind of come through a little bit sometimes it can yeah but, um, but you notice it and yeah you put it back it rarely happens yeah but it does sometimes okay. anyway but it's different than in your last episode when we talked about like a diaphragm or those things that actually cover the cervix right this is this can be anywhere up in there it doesn't have to That's be nice, though, expertly placed to, yeah yeah um so it steadily releases both estrogen and progesterone into the bloodstream throughout the month and it can, um, or its main job is preventing that ovulation or the egg to release from the ovary. And then it also thickens the cervical mucus. Um, you place the ring for 21 days. Okay. And then you take it out for seven okay. days. Yeah. And um, have a, a ring-free week. Okay. 
there is this really cool thing now. So when I was taking it, you could, you, it was 21 days on seven days off, but now you could do a three, four or five week cycle. Oh. So you could leave the ring in for five weeks, take it out okay. for a week and then leave it in for five weeks. So it extends yeah. your cycle a little bit that yeah, way. That's nice. Yeah. Um, so pro tip. Okay. If you're having a hard time putting it in, yeah, you can um, take a tampon applicator Oh, and squeeze it, put it in the tampon applicator, and then insert it that way. Clever. Well, you know, I'm full of ideas. Did you try? Did you do that ever? I, I never had to. Darn. I know, but um, yeah, people okay. like it that way too. Yeah, no, that's a really great. Yeah. Pro tip. Mm -hmm. And then um, <laughs> I wrote in my notes: if you can't feel it when you're walking around, it's in there, right? Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, well, if it comes out, I mean, you're going to feel it. It's a little like, yeah. oh man, there's a little pressure maybe in the right. top of the vagina. But yeah. um, if you if you can't feel it, it's perfect. All right. And generally, uh, you can't. So removal, you just put your finger in the in the middle of the ring and pull it out. It's painless. Yeah. Nice. You throw it away. Don't use that one again. Don't reuse them. Yeah. It's a one the, and done. There is a new ring out that's good for a year. And you take it out and you wash it, I believe. Yes. And, yes. and it comes with a special container. Yes. I have heard of this. Um, I had a, a coworker who really was raving about it. Yeah, but I'm not sure why it's any different. Well, maybe not going to the pharmacy every three months because you are limited yeah. on how often you yeah. can go. Um, I guess that I would be a benefit, but I just not having to like think about it and do, right. you know, like Here it is. I hate like these yeah. repetitive things that you have to think about all the time. All the time. Yeah. Going to the dentist and stuff like that. Right. But then you have to remember to put it in the special container. You have to wash it. Oh, because it's a special container. It's not. Yeah. What's so special about it? I don't know. I it's just a holding vessel. Yeah. It's a holding vessel. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a funny way to say that. A holding vessel. Yes. <laughs> um, so if it falls out. Perhaps it comes out all the way out. Yeah. You just rinse it with water and you replace it. Okay. If it's been within three weeks of um, placing it and it's out less than 48 hours, then you can put it in. Okay. But if you notice after intercourse three days later that it's on the bed, oh, um, don't rinse and replace. Okay. <laughs> then you got to replace a new one. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because then it's just like, well, why? So if it's been out, okay. Let me rephrase. Okay. So if it's been out for 48 hours or more in the first week of the first week of its the use, ring, okay. Then you get 48 hours. Okay. If you're in the second or third week of use, then it's only four hours. And then but what and then what happened? Like what well then you could ovulate. I understand. Yeah. Okay. It has to do with ovulation. Okay. And then not necessarily you are that cycle. it's like a like dangerous to replace. It's that you are likely ovulating yes. and now it's just obsolete yes Got exactly okay. yeah and if you ever question just call yeah your private your provider will be able yeah. to let you know yep. um it is 93 to 99 percent effective okay. based on human error yeah. um both the nuva ring which is the monthly one that you have to discard and the anovera which is the okay. the year-long one um are they're both latex free okay and they each um last up to five well no so the nuva ring you can do the five weeks okay with one week off where the um anovera is made for three weeks on or 21 days okay. in and seven days out okay okay 
Um, so if you've had it out for intercourse for a few hours, you just put it back in. But if it's longer than four hours, then you need to use a backup method. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. So you take it out to have intercourse? You don't have to. But some people but some want people to. Some people do because you, okay, sure. You can't feel it. I'll tell you. Okay. I, I never took it out. Okay. But some people also feel like it's dirty. If you feel like it's dirty, take it out, rinse it, right. put it back in. I mean, it's just naturally going to be dirty because the vagina is not clean. Right. You're going to have mucus on it. Yeah. It's going to be the thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, you do have a small chance of pregnancy, even with yeah. perfect use, just like all of these just others. Like all the right. Um, because it has both estrogen and progesterone, you still have that risk of stroke mm -hmm. and clots and all of that good stuff. I'm not going to yeah. say that every time. Anything with estrogen. Anything with estrogen. You have a risk of blood clots, strokes, and you shouldn't take it if you have high blood pressure, migraines, migraines with aura, aura, or any other um, complicating thing, such as age with smoking, like 35 years old yeah. and smoker, a history of cancer. Usually our people with cancer know which ones they can't have. Okay. Um, moving on to the birth control shot or the yeah. Depo-Provera. Yeah, I also used this at one time. You did. Did you like it? I hated it yeah. because I gained 20 pounds that I could not get rid of. And it didn't happen until after I started this shot. Yeah. So people either love it or hate yeah. it. It is, there is no wiggle room. They either love it or yeah. they hate it. Yeah. And the problem if you hate it is you're stuck with it. Right. For three months. Right. So what happens is um, it's a progesterone only. So there's no estrogen, which is great. Yeah. For all those people. Yeah. That, yeah. It's injected either IM or sub Q. Oh. They have sub Q now. I didn't know mm -hmm. sub -Q. Okay. Um, and you have to get a, a new injection every three months. Okay. Yeah. And you have to go in and. Yeah. Go in, make an appointment. Right. Every three months. It is a nurse appointment. Oh, that's good. So you okay. don't have to see a provider every time you okay. go in, so but once a year, you have to yeah. get a new, like a that, renewal. Yeah. But that's going to be for anything. For any type of yeah. birth control. Yeah. So the Depo Sub-Q Provera 104 is injected just beneath the skin. So it's that Sub-Q dose. Okay. It's a lower doses, um, dosage. Okay. So that's why people are attracted to that. Yeah. But it has similar side effects. Right. And benefits. Yeah. So um, the Depo-Provera that's injected in the muscle is, um, you know, cheaper okay. and probably what most offices are going to offer you. Mm -hmm. um, both of them suppress ovulation and thicken the cervical mucus. They also thin the layer, the endometrial layer of the okay. uterus. Okay. It's 96% effective. Yeah. There's less yes. human error. Right. Unless you don't miss go your in. Appointment. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, it's zero to $150, depending on what your insurance covers, right? Um, your return to fertility is generally a little bit longer. Yeah. So about 10 months. Okay. Average. Is for, that regardless of how long you're on it? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. It can cause bone mineral density loss. So we don't recommend it longer than two years. We always want our girls to, our women to be off of it after two years and take a break from it. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so this can concern teens who have not yet fully met their calcium density or their peak bone mass. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we might not want somebody who is young to have a Depo-Provera. Yeah. 
It's also unclear if you lose the bone density, if you'll get it back oh, after stopping it. So yeah. um, it can it can potentially increase your risk of osteoporosis and bone fractures later in life because of that bone loss. Interesting. Other side effects are um, bloating, depression, headaches, weight gain, um, irregular bleeding. So generally in the first three months, you're going to have a lot of sloughing because it's the progesterone mm -hmm. only. And then after three to six months, you probably won't have a cycle. A lot of women just, it's gone, which some people are looking for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a love it or hate it. Yeah. The IUD, the IUD is next. You ready for it? Yeah. There's lots of IUDs. I know. I there's really like am a fan types. of the IUD. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, there's a Skyla, a Kylina, a Marina, a Lyletta, and a Paragard. Okay. Shall we dive in? Dive in. Okay. So all IUDs are extremely effective against pregnancy. They're all T-shaped. Some old, gnarly IUDs that were like... Back way back in the day, one. way weird shapes. Yeah. And actually somebody sent me, uh, can I, can I get this from Europe and put it in? It was like a circular one with oh. little copper um, balls on it. Can I get this from Europe and put it in? Yeah. Cause we don't have it in. She was like, can she I get this for you? She wanted to order it. And then, you, and then she I, wanted to, uh, I was she like, she didn't like the American options. Right. Because there's less side effects. Oh, apparently, but we don't see it as a, effective form of birth control here yet and okay. it's experimental there oh so okay. it's not even i'm like how, those little balls are like tiny little beads like what happens if you lose one but i'm sure there's a contingency plan and sure. i don't okay. know so it's interesting because there's different things everywhere yeah but that's not yet here okay and if it is we'll do an update oh yeah for it's sure kind of fun. oh yeah um so they're all t-shaped and they're inserted into the uterus with an insertion device by your provider in the office. Um, the Skyla, Kylina, Marina, and Lyletta are all progesterone only. So they're all okay with breastfeeding. Yeah, yeah. There's no estrogen risk yeah. with that. Um, and then the Paragard has no hormones. So for women who don't want any hormones at all, this yeah. is a really good option. Um, so IUDs are placed and then left for many years. So yeah. they go from three to 10 years and I'll break them all down. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, they're all made of plastic called polyethylene and are T-shaped with strings at the bottom that we use to pull them out. Okay. Yeah. Um, the insertion process can be painful. Yeah. So uh, your provider should offer you pain ma management and maybe a relaxing agent, but that will require a ride. Right. Um, and also women who have had babies before often don't need that. Right, because yeah, their cervix has already, it's been, already been opened. There's already be something in the uterus. It's not, it doesn't feel so violated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you want it, though, it's well within your right to ask for it. Yeah. Your provider's not going to give you a million things. Sure. I generally give one or two pills of something. Yeah. And that's it. So, yeah. Um, um, let's see. You can have cramping after insertion yeah. for a day or two. Um, it shouldn't hurt longer than that. It, it would be concerning if it did. And you can get a little dizzy after placement. Some people get really diaphoretic. Oh, interesting. Because, it's a, you know, they have a vagal yeah. response to the discomfort. Yeah. But that's really rare. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about the Marina. It's probably yeah. the most. It's my favorite. 
It's your favorite. I love it. You love your Marina? I do. I have my Marina in too. I, I mean, it's actually the number one provider um, preferred yeah. birth control because it's just so it's, nice. It is. You just, it's there. Mm -hmm. You don't have to ever think about it. Yeah. I don't have any periods. Yeah. It's just Lovely. It's so great. Yeah. So, did you know it's good for eight years now? Well, I know that we had had this conversation. Okay. So, the original, like the five-year one, it's good for eight now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, there's been enough data to now support okay. that you can use it um, for eight years. Mm -hmm. That's really, yeah. that's a perk. Yeah. 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 So it costs about a thousand dollars. So that's 1249 a month over seven years. That's, I had to do the math because I was like, that's a lot of money. It does sound like a lot of money, but if you're talking about for eight years, yeah. I mean, and oftentimes insurance covers all, most of it. Or yeah. Of it. Preventative yeah. Um, right. measures like this a hundred percent. So um, it's progesterone only. It does have 52 milligrams total and there's okay. 20 micrograms that are released per day. Okay. So it's the highest progesterone yeah. only. So a lot of people feel like they have more symptoms. Like oh, I get acne from my yeah. Marina okay. and it's just something I have to live with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the failure rate is 0.2%. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I remember when I had my last baby, this is when, you know, we were talking about birth control and yeah. I was like, the Marina sounds really good. I had had the um, Paragard at one point, but you know, I was just letting my body do its thing. And I'm like, well, that's dumb. Why would I have periods if I don't need to? <laughs> and then um, you had told me that it's more effective than sterilization. And I was like, well, then there's no other way. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's more effective. Well, it's, I, th I think it can. I think it is. I, it is. I think I think it's 99 point something. Yeah. It's a point percentage, you know, yeah. like 99.7 versus 99.2 or something yeah. like that. But exactly. I'm just like, I mean, to have something be more effective than sterilization, like that's really impressive. Yeah. Or even equal to. Yeah. Sure. People still get pregnant. Well, yeah. On um, an IUD. Yeah. But it's really low risk yeah. of that happening. So um, what this does, so the lovinogestrel, sorry, okay. it's hard for me to say that. It's the progestin only. Um, it makes you ovulate less often. It thickens your mucus and it prevents sperm from binding to and it attaching to your uterus. So the egg. So it prevents the sperm from attaching to the egg and then therefore the egg attaching to the uterine lining. Yeah. Um, side effects is three to six months of spotting. It, you're probably not going to get around that. And it can yeah. be really annoying. And spotting um, for this can be spotting 10 days and then no bleeding for three weeks. And then all of a sudden 20 days of heavy bleeding. Mm -hmm. That is all normal. Yeah. It doesn't sound normal. But once you put one of these in, that can happen. But after about three months, yeah. it's much better. Yeah. It usually doesn't take six months, although some people it does. And then after it, you either, most people have no cycle at all or irregular spotting. Like I'll have a spotting once in a blue moon. Yeah. I like a little spot. Like yeah, it's hard on my tissue. And you're like, right. is that? Yeah. Right. And some people have a period every month still, but it's, yeah. they don't even have to wear a pad. Sure. Yeah. Um, so the Skyla is for our, um, our non- uh, previously birthed okay. mamas. Okay. So when you have a baby, your cervix opens and it comes out. So our Skyla is 28 millimeters, so whereas smaller. the Marina is 32. Okay. So it doesn't seem like a whole lot, but it feels, well, when I you're mean, talking when you're, about a little organ, your tiny, your tiny space. space. Yeah. Space, yeah. 
So it's progesterone only. Um, it releases 13.5 milligram, or it has 13.5 milligrams of progesterone. So it releases 14 micrograms per day. So it's different. So why, like, if we know that the 14 micrograms a day works, like, why do we even have a 25 microgram? Like, I don't so, understand. But you're going to have more um, risk of that breakthrough bleeding, and you're going to have I've more seen, okay. cycle. Very yeah, good. yeah. So you. now there's options, right? Okay. Just like your birth control pills, yeah. people have 10 or 15 or 35 of estrogen okay. based on symptoms okay. or what their their end goal is. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, its failure rate is 0.2%. This one lasts three years. So um, because it has less hormone. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it works in the same way as the Marina does. Okay. Um, the Kylina is also 28 millimeters. These are fun names. Yeah. The So the Skyla and the Marina were the main two. Okay. And then that company came out with the Kylina, okay. which is in between the two. Okay. So the Kylina is for our mamas who have had babies before, but it's smaller and it has less hormone, but more than the Skyla. Okay. It's got 19.5 and it releases 17.5 micrograms per day. So women who don't want absence of menses or they feel like their side effects are too heavy with a yeah. Marina would go for a Kylina because okay. it's still good for five years. Yeah. Um, it can cause vaginal itching or discharge, um, ovarian cysts, but these are really uncommon. Okay. Um, the Lyletta is Lyletta. just like the Marina. So the Lyletta is a different company. Okay. Okay. It's just like the Marina. It's, um, it has 52 milligrams of progestin. It's cheaper. It's oh. like $899. Wow. That's actually significantly cheaper. Yeah. And it works in the same way. It lasts for six years. Okay. Okay. Um, it's a same in effectiveness. It's failure rate is 0.2%. Yeah. I mean, these IUDs. Yeah. IUDs are go, great. I'm telling you. So whatever your provider, so if you're going between a Marina and a Liletta, whatever your provider puts in most often is the one you want to use because the insertion ah, is different. Okay. So because it's so similar in, in effectiveness and um, if, if your insurance covers it and you're not looking yeah. to save a couple hundred dollars, Whatever your provider puts in more yeah. often is the one you want to do because Definitely. insertion, I mean, both of them, I've put them all in, um, but there's some that we are just, we do all the time. We're more comfortable with. So, yeah, sure. um, and then the Paragard. So yeah. this is your non-hormonal birth control. It's um, about $941. It lasts for 10 years. Mm -hmm. It's failure rate is 0.8%. Oh, I I know. I know you didn't know that, but yes. Okay. So it's a little bit higher failure rate. Yeah. Um, and how it works is that T-shape has copper coiled around it that is toxic um, to sperm. So it, it the copper itself produces an inflammatory response, which creates a harmful environment to sperm. And it prevents them from having great motility. So yeah. they can't get to the egg to yeah. fertilize it. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's effective immediately after okay. insertion. Right. Cause it's non-hormonal. It's yeah. just poison from the beginning. Right. And sometimes it can be used for immediate, um, termination. Oh, interesting. So like, a, I just had this thing happen, um, unprotected sex, or I'm worried that it's gonna, I'm gonna, you know, have a baby. Um, you can come in and get one placed and it can be like an emergency birth control, kind of like a plan B. Interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. It can cause anemia. Okay. And it's that can be because you can have heavy, yes, painful That's bleeding right. on a paragard. Yeah, I have really heavy, yeah, heavy bleeding. And some people they don't mind the heavy bleeding yeah. and it's okay. And others are like, no, this is not gonna work for my life. And so it just really depends. Um, you can have pain more painful um menses, yeah. um, vaginal irritation and discharge. I think any IUD is gonna cause um a potential increase for vaginal irritation and discharge, but, um, yeah. And then so that emergency contraception, it has to be inserted within five days okay. just to kind of go back to that. Okay. Okay. All IUDs, every single one of them can fall out or shift yeah. allowing for pregnancy to occur. Right. So expulsion can be between 0.5 and 8%. Okay. That's expulsions where just your uterus says no thanks and spits it out. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really spit it out. That was an image, but it just kind of falls I, out. I can see it though. Like yeah. This, uh, like I have this vision. Because it cramps like a, down and flink. Yeah. It's like a cartoon <laughs> in my head. And yeah. Like, so nice. um, they can all tear or perforate the uterus mm -hmm. and that requires surgical removal. This happens one in a thousand. Yeah. It's really uncommon. Yeah. But it happens. Yeah. Um, it can cause PID or pelvic inflammatory disease, which is really rare. Mm -hmm. And often you've had, you have something going on before like it's inserted. Mm -hmm. Um, if you have multiple sexual partners an IUD is probably not the best thing for you. Oh. And the reason why is because you're at higher risk for STDs, which mm -hmm. can then attach to the ah. string and climb up into the uterus sure. and give you an infection. Okay. It's just like um, a road, a road to infection. Right. That string. If you do get pregnant while you have an IUD in place, you're at higher risk for a topic pregnancy yeah. because, you know, um, it just, that pregnancy yeah. is slow mm -hmm. right there and then can implant. Yeah. I like a lot of the people, I mean, we don't get a ton, but definitely like, you know, if we're taking care of people post ectopic surgery or really, cause you got to deal with that surgically generally it's, it was related to IUDs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it makes it seem like there's a lot that occurs, but remember your percentage of getting pregnant right. is really low. And then on top of that, yeah. getting an ectopic pregnancy right. is even lower, but it does increase your risk for ectopic when considering somebody who is getting pregnant without an IUD. Right. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the next one on. Okay. I also am a pretty big fan of this for people who just, especially like teenagers. I My young is, girls. Yeah. I love this thing. I found that like with the IUD, I think just talking to teenagers, um, they don't like the idea of something being in their uterus. Or just like the, the process of the putting process it in. of putting it yeah. in and just everything. Like I, there are so many, they're like, I will not go there or do yeah. that. And so I think that the um, next one on is. Yeah. The, the next, next one, one is great. Yeah. And most, the women who use this for me are mostly teenagers yeah. and their friends have it. Yes. They all have it. It's the thing. It's the thing. They've but all got you it. know what's really great about that? Well, you put it in and, and they can't do nothing about it. <laughs> Okay, and then they've got you as a parent have three years of peace of mind. Okay, and then you make that next appointment, and you're like, "Let's get you in before it comes out." I, this yeah, is from experience, I'm speaking. <laughs> Clearly, um, it does. It lasts for three years. Yeah. 
and it's 99% effective. Yeah, Isn't that great? It's so great. It's so wonderful. Yeah. It's zero to $1,300, depending on your insurance. Yeah. And it releases a small amount of progesterone only. Yeah. So again, with our breastfeeding mamas um, or our mamas that can't have estrogen, this is a good form. Yeah. Um, so it releases a small amount into the blood, bloodstream every day to prevent uh, that release of an egg each month or ovulation. Yeah. Um, it can also thicken the cervical mucus and it thins the lining um, as well. So most of these work the same way. It's just yeah. the route that's different. Yeah. Okay. So how do we place a next one on? Yeah, it's kind of gross. Well, you know, placement isn't as bad as it's removal. removal. Yeah. And when I say as bad, I don't mean for the person getting it. I mean for the provider. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like my perspective is very different. So um, so you put lidocaine under the skin. I think that's the worst part for most people yeah. because lidocaine stings like a bee. It does. And, um, and I mean like a bee in both ways. Like a bzzz bee. Oh. <laughs> Also, the dang that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then that whole area is numb. Um, but the next one on itself is probably like an inch and a half rod that's very um, thin. It's thinner than um, a pencil. Uh, well, I know. That's what we're looking. Yeah. We're looking. It's like know. half of a pencil eraser, maybe. Um, maybe like a like a, a, a cord, cord, but probably a little smaller than okay. a charging cord. But yeah. Um, and it's pre-filled into an like a insertion um, device, and so once you're numb, we clean the area so it's nice and sterile, and then you just put the bevel of this needle that has it in there, and you slide it under the skin, and then you push the retractor that takes the needle out but leaves that there. It's actually kind of fun. It's super fun. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, so likely um, you'll have bruising yeah. after you get it placed because the lidocaine really bruises that tissue it's not oh. from it's from the lidocaine it's not from anything else i had no idea yeah yeah um, yeah if if whoever you're talking about has um bruised their arm it's from the lidocaine oh. or their provider pushing on them to get it out yeah okay so um it's moments you put it in in moments and it's done yeah and then you don't need a stitch to close it Okay. It's just, um, but because the bevel of that needle is so large, uh -huh. um, it could cause a little scar, like a circular okay. scar, yeah. um, which is normal for any type of skin trauma. Yeah. Okay. And then um, removal. Yeah. So this one's a little bit more involved. And sometimes it, I really have to work at getting these out, but you um, take lidocaine and you place it into the skin and you, you numb the whole way along that rod that's already in there or the next one on that's already in there. And then you make a small little incision at the distal end, which means okay. the far end. So I push down on one side and it pops up pops the, other, up the side. other side. And so you make a little incision there, but what your body does to any foreign body is it, um, it puts a little yeah. capsule around it of right. tissue. So you have to um, dissect through that to get it to release it because it just wants to hold on to it for life. Yeah. Um, and it takes a few minutes, but it can take 30 minutes if it's stubborn. Wow. Yeah. Do you replace it in the same place? So, yes. Okay. That so, sounds sore. Well, so, so yeah. you're numb. Okay. So people can't feel it. It's more of a stress for me than yeah. anybody else. Yeah. Right. So what I would do, a lot of people will come in, you're right. They'll just take that one out and want to put a new one right back in. Yeah. And so that's what I do is I take it out and put it right back in the same spot. A few years ago, they recommended a different placement. Okay. They wanted it to 
be previously between the tricep and the bicep. Okay. Um, and kind of like that dent in that roof. Yeah, yeah. But now they want it over the tricep because oh, it's okay. less risk for migration. Oh, that makes sense. Cause it's kind of just tucked by the muscle, muscle. Instead of in between the muscle. Yep. So you're now kind of moving those to the recommended location instead yes. of replacing them. And it's usually work. a conversation that I have with them. Like, sure. okay, you're at higher risk for it to migrate if yeah. I don't move it. And a lot of women don't care okay. because the migration risk is really low. It's like less than 1%, okay. but, um, but some of them want it moved. Okay. And then if, of course, if they've never had it, you put it in the right place. Sure. So, okay. um, yeah, so you're generally going to have scarring after removal. Um, I always joke that I'm trying to make the tiniest hole till you birth a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the hardest thing. Yeah. Um, and then what I like to do is put a steroid strip on afterwards okay. and it decreases their risk of scarring, okay. but, um, people scar differently. So it's hard to really, yeah. yeah. And I mean, thankfully it's kind of like in a location. It's underneath your arm. People aren't going to notice yeah. it really. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, you're going to have a bruise and maybe even a little bit worse than the insertion because we're pushing around on it, trying sure. to keep that distal end up right. so that we can dissect away from it. Yeah. Okay. Dissect sounds like a scary term, but it's just like moving the tissue to release it. Okay. And then once it's released, it goes bing. Okay. And it pops out super that's, satisfying. That, yeah, I was going to say, that sounds really <laughs> yeah. satisfying. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's low maintenance, so you don't have to think about it. It doesn't interrupt sex, like all of those insertions and the spermicides and all of that. Um, it has no estrogen, and your return to fertility is really quick. So um, oh. also with your bleeding, you have irregular bleeding that occurs. Yeah. This one, unfortunately, it either goes away or it doesn't. Yeah. And a lot of times it doesn't. And yeah. you just have weird spotting, but you have to be okay with that. Yeah. My daughter, she she actually considered having it removed because it was just she was having this like irregular stuff happening. Yeah. But then ultimately she was like, well, the benefit outweighs that yeah. and she just decided to carry the other thing, thing she really likes it yeah the other thing you can do when you're um when you're having that irregular bleeding is add an additional oh. birth control okay. with estrogen okay for three months okay and it kind of regulates your cycle so then yeah. it will then help regulate the next one on and it's just three months and usually yeah. that's enough Oh, um, so okay. people can come in to their provider and like say, this is driving me crazy. Right. Same with an IUD. Yeah. Like if that irregular bleeding is so much that you're just so annoyed, you yeah. can go in and, okay. and ask for them. Oh, to, good to know. Yeah. Um, you can injure a blood vessel. It's super yeah. unlikely. Um, but anytime we're cutting into any skin sure. or putting anything anywhere, you can, um, you can bleed. Um, Sterilization, you mentioned it earlier. Yeah. So you can get a tubal ligation, which is having your tubes tied. And um, this prevents an egg from traveling from the ovaries through the fallopian tube. And it also blocks sperm from traveling up the fallopian tube. It does not affect your menses. So a lot of people think, oh, if I get my tubes tied, I'm not going to have a period yeah. anymore. That's yeah, tricks on you. Not. Yeah. It lasts forever. Most types are irreversible. Um, now they recommend taking the whole fallopian tube because oh. they believe that ovarian cancer yes. is coming from the fallopian tube. So they'll yeah. take out the whole thing. Yeah. I remember um, when they started doing that. It yeah. Years back. So instead of a tubal ligation, they'll take an actual, um, what is it called? A selping ectomy. That's my favorite yeah. word. I love it. Yeah. Um, if reversal is tried when you have a bilateral ligation, um, you can try to re-anastomize the, 
the ends of the tubes, but it's not always successful. Um, this is 99% effective. But not 99.7. But not 99.7. That's true. Um, it costs zero to $6,000, depending on your insurance company. Sometimes the insurance requires you sign a consent form 30 days in advance. So it's important to know what requirements your surgery, your, your surgery, your insurance has for this surgery. Um, but it could reduce your risk of ovarian cancer. And it's very, very um, nice mm -hmm. to have that um, peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. And two, just something to think about, because we do a lot of them with C-sections, right? If yeah. you're already in there, making sure that you have that consent and all of that stuff outlined and you're not like, oh, the day before you're like, oh yeah, I decided that I want this tubal and right. surgeries tomorrow. But it is a nice way to like kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. If you're having a cesarean. Yeah. yeah. Um, the side effects of a tubal are surgical trauma. Mm -hmm. You know, anytime you're having surgery, you can have trauma to your bladder, bowel, or your major blood vessels. But that's just the same with any surgery, okay. just like reaction to anesthesia, yeah. um, infection. If yeah. anybody's making any type of cut, doesn't matter where it is on your yeah. body, you're at risk. Um, and you can have continued abdominal or pelvic pain after oh. a tubal because of um, lysis of it, or not lysis of adhesions, but of adhesions where they oh. then go in and they'll cut those things. Okay. Just depends on how you heal. Yeah. So if you heal with a lot of scar tissue, that's what yeah. adhesions are, it can pull and cause pain. Um, the younger you are, the more likely you are to get pregnant. Okay. And, um, I thought that was interesting. This is and why I don't know. I didn't, I didn't look like related to a tubal. Yeah. The younger you are, oh. the more likely you're, you are to get pregnant. And it's, you know, I, I can, I, this makes sense to me. Our bodies are these really amazing things, right? And they are made to create humans. Yeah. And so your body is probably just, you know, it's doing its thing because it's all young and healthy. And it's yeah. like, we're going to just, we're just going to have a baby today. Yeah. It's like, it's time. <laughs> so an estimated one in 200 will get pregnant in the first year after the procedure. Wow. That's a lot. Well, it's a less than one, a half percent. One in 200? One in 200. So one in a hundred would be 1%. One in 200 would be 0.5%. I'm just thinking of all of the hundreds and thousands of <laughs> women who are getting pregnant after like that's just a lot when you're thinking about like how many uh, I know people who don't want to get pregnant yeah. are getting pregnant it's true especially when you take extreme surgical <laughs> precautions I mean less than a percent no I know you can't true. get much better than that no it's true you can with an IUD and you also can with a hysterectomy but if it's oh. not needed <laughs> Okay, well, that's a hundred percent. Just teasing. So um, that's definitely the way to go. Ectopic pregnancy can, of course, occur if you've had a tubal. Um, yeah, yeah. So then there's other sterility options that we forget as women that there are. Ah, oh, yeah. It's at not me all like, on us, right? Yes. Come on. So vasectomies. Some they, men's health here. You're not going to hear yes. a lot of that on this podcast, <laughs> but here we go. Men have the ability to go into the office and get a procedure. It's so much easier for them to do it. Yeah. It's like it's an office procedure, it right? It is an like office procedure. Yeah. Right. Versus having to go to the OR. Have, have anesthesia. anesthesia. Have layers of muscle yes. cut through. Yeah. So a vasectomy is a simple office yeah. procedure. I can't say that enough. Yeah. Um, 
but it cuts the supply of sperm to the semen yeah. and then they cut and they seal the tubes that carry the sperm. Yeah. Um, this lasts forever. Yeah. It's 99% effective and it costs zero to a thousand dollars. Which mean, is significantly cheaper. Yes. Five times cheaper. Yeah. than if you had it, your tubes done. Exactly. I don't know why I said tubes done. Tubes done. done hey, like, <laughs> do it up. Do up the tubes. Um, so the side effects can be bleeding, a blood clot, bruising to the scrotum. Wah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, mild pain and discomfort and, of course, swelling. So the reason I say where yeah. is because my husband just had a vasectomy. Oh, he did? Yeah, not okay. too long ago. Um, it's been months. Yeah, it's been months. Okay. And so one time I had to round and he's like, I just need some ice. So I went up, I was rounding at the hospital. I was like, say, can somebody make me a little ice diaper? We have the best. We have the best ice diapers. Yeah. And so the nurse wrote on there for Brandon's junk. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yes. It was great. He was thankful Yeah. for that. And it really was two days of discomfort. Yeah. He wasn't really in a severe amount of pain. It was just discomfort for a couple of days and he's going to go in and get his testing done soon yeah. to make sure it worked. And that right. is important. That is, you have to count the swimmers yeah. after you've had. So yeah. if you want to know specific rules, cause I didn't look them up, but I know because of Brandon, yeah, you have to have 20 ejaculations within three months. Okay. And then you go get tested okay. to make sure your sperm count is, um, they consider less than a hundred effective okay i'm sorry but if there's still 100 we're gonna try again that's a hundred swimmers I that know. have a chance no seriously they, though yeah yeah studies say it'll be 99 effective yeah. with 100 right lives. yeah so chronic pain can occur in one to two percent of men oh. where they just have chronic scrotum pain oh that actually sounds like bad that yes. probably wouldn't be great. And um, there can be some fluid buildup that happens in the testicle, which oh. can cause um, a dull ache that gets worse with yeah. ejaculation. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that would be a bum deal. That would. But, you know, there's a lot of risks for females, too. There are. Um, there's um, an abnormal cyst that it can, can occur, and it's called a spermatocele. Okay. Yeah. And it develops in the epididymis, uh -huh. which is the tube that collects and yeah. transports the sperm. So if you yeah. get a cyst like that, it's going to hurt. Well, yeah, it's such a small little space yeah. to all those little tubules. Yeah. And you can get a hydrocele, which oh, is yeah. a fluid filled sac that surrounds the testy or yeah. the testicle and it can cause swelling and pain. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. So just a little recap, if you will. Okay. The best way to prevent a pregnancy is... An implant, okay. an IUD, a shot, a ring, a patch, a birth control pill. Okay. Look, it's all of it. Yeah, all of it. I, was, yeah, I was wondering where you were going with <laughs> like, that. What? I was like, okay. Don't forget about abstinence or outer course that okay. we talked about yeah. before yeah. and sterilization. Yeah. The easiest to use yeah. is the implant, the IUD, or sterilization because yeah. you don't have to think about it. You don't have it. to think about it. I'm all about not thinking the things, about things. The, the birth control that helps with heavy periods mm -hmm. would be an implant, an IUD, the shot, the ring, the patch, or the pill. Okay. That's all of them. Yeah. Okay. Prevents STDs. <laughs> Zero. Condoms. Of, oh, okay. I was like, none of those. <laughs> none of I those. know. I'm including part yes. one. Yes. Okay. Um, needs an office visit or a prescription. Okay. Implant, IUD, shot, ring, patch, pill, diaphragm cervical cap and sterilization right all the things except for natural family planning right essentially right right okay 
non-hormonal, all of the things. I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm kidding. You're like, sure, Christina, you're, you've gone crazy. Um, non-hormonal or low hormonal would be an implant or an IUD or the shot. Those are okay. low hormones. Okay. Non-hormonal would be condoms, diaphragm, sponge, spermicide, okay. cervical cap, fertility awareness, yeah. withdrawal, okay. breastfeeding, yeah. abstinence, and sterilization. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to break it down because no, people are getting birth control for different reasons and right. at different stages of life. Yeah. Yeah. And don't forget the IUDs. Some women use those for menopausal bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. That's my plan. Yeah. Like, why am I going to the end? Time? Marina till the end. <laughs> Seriously, Marina. But don't forget end. to take it out because in right. 50 years, it's going to look really different. I used to work with a midwife who had to get an IUD or like an old IUD out of this little 70 or 80 year old what? woman. Yes. Oh my God. She had just left it in there <laughs> and she had to research what it was supposed to look like to ensure that when she pulled oh, it out, because it looked different. All of it That's came out. By, it looked different. Yes. Okay. It was such a fascinating story. This little 80, was she, 70 or 80 year old was woman. She, was it bothering her? Is that what, I mean, no, why would like, you just, yeah, I had it in there and she's like, honey girl, we got to take that I out. mean, at that point, it just seems like it's just part of who you are. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, oh but it gosh. could, I, I potentially cause infection or. It could, but I just feel like if you've already had it in and for 70 years. And, and you're like, seven, who cares? Like, who cares? Like, Maybe. I mean, if it was going to happen, it was going to happen, right? Maybe she was having some pain. Yeah. Something I suspect. Anyway. anyway. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any questions? No, that was, I think I asked them all along the way. Yeah. That was really good. Yay. Okay. All right, y'all. We need you, our wonderful and fabulous listeners. If you would like to submit your birth adventure, your vagina mishap story, or your what the fuzz just happened to me story, go ahead on over to www.theaos411.com. You will be able to select the type of story you'd like to submit right there. Remember, these stories can be anonymous. So if you don't want to share who you are, that's okay. Ask us any burning questions you might have. Also, you can hit us up on Instagram at the AOS 411 or Facebook at the Aftermath of Sex. Don't forget to support us by hitting like and subscribe. But more importantly, we're finding out that if you give us a review, we can tailor our content to you, our fabulous and wonderful listeners. Also, share us with all of your friends because likely they're just as cool as you. We hope you feel enlightened today. Bye. Bye.